Whenever I get five emails on one subject, I know I need to talk about it. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Ask the Garden Geek. My name is Michael Cross. I'm the chief geek in charge right here, right now. And we're going to talk about diatomaceous earth. What? Diatomaceous earth. Or I've had people over the years say, I want some of that diatomaceous earth. It's, it's diatomaceous earth. And we're going to talk about that now. I've talked about it for years. I got, you know, I got to the point where uh, I got tired of talking about it, but I'm not. I, you know, we're going to chat about it. I never knew what it was. Well, here I kind of did, but I didn't. Let me tell you my history with diatomaceous earth. And this goes back to 1965 when we moved to this beautiful town in the west coast of Florida. And I was a young, you know, person in junior high school and we had a swimming pool installed. And our filter was called a DE filter. And I said, what's that mean? And Elmo Gelini, the guy who built our house, who was there, he said, I've got to show you what this is. DE stands for diatomaceous earth. And I said, okay. And he goes, and we use it as a filtering medium in this filter. And this is what you have to do. You have to flush out the filter once a week, make all that DE that's in there. You have to hose it off, you know, blow it all out of there. And then you start up the pump and you add more DE to it to lines the side. And then that works as a filtering and it makes the water crystal clear. So that's what I knew about diatomaceous earth for years. You know, we had a bag of it out in the garage and every week I had to go out there and take a, a scoop of it and, you know, clean out the filter, stick it in there. And, you know, that, that was it until many years later when we got rid of that filter died, you know, and we replaced everything. And we went with a filter that wasn't a diatomaceous earth filter. It was just a regular filter. Oh, much easier to deal with, I swear. The next time I found out about diatomaceous earth was when I was in Germany in 1981, had my son at a hospital over there. Long story. But anyway, he was 10 months old. And we stayed at the hospital. We stayed at the nurse's uh, dorm across from the hospital in this beautiful little town. And uh, there was a bunch of us Americans there, as a matter of fact, and we all got invited to breakfast down in the cafeteria. So I go down in the cafeteria and, and you know, I, I just wanted a bowl of cornflakes. And they, they had cornflakes. I said, that's good. That's, that's like home. So I poured my bowl of cornflakes and I added my milk. And then I saw, I saw the people, the nurses and the people that worked there. There was this powder and it said, it's a weird looking sugar. And they were taking just the tip of their teaspoons, just the tip, and sprinkling it on their cereal. And then they were eating it. And me being the ugly American, I said, I want a bunch. I take a, you know, heaping teaspoon of that and dump it all over my cereal. And it tasted awful. I mean, I said, what in the heck is this? What? And then I find out, you know, one of the nurses is kind of laughing at me. She And she became a friend. And she said, it's diatomaceous earth, and we eat it as an internal cleanser, you know, in the morning. Just the tip of it, but you're, you know, much you're eating, and that's bad. And I said, oh, well, I'm not going to eat anymore. So then I didn't think anything about it at all until one time, right after this radio show started, back in uh, the 80s, I, I, get this, uh, I get these letters coming in the mail. We didn't have email back in those days. So I would get letters coming to me from the network saying, when are you going to do a show about all natural diatomaceous earth for pest control and soil preservation? And I said, what's this? You know, it, it was sound. And then I would get calls on the show and they were phony calls. I'm smart enough to figure this out. The lady calls up, when are you going to do a show about diatomaceous earth as a natural pesticide and soil conditioner? 
And I said, I don't know anything about it, but, you know, and, and then, you know, finally I got this letter. Oh, there's a guy, and his name is Frank, and I forget his last name, and he's in Northern California. He is a the world-famous expert on diatomaceous earth, and he actually has a diatomaceous earth mine. I said, well, all right. So I called the guy up, and, you know, he says, oh, who are you? And I, and I said, you know who I am. You guys set this up. He goes, yeah, we kind of did. I said, okay, that was a brilliant job. Good for you. Now tell me about diatomaceous earth. He goes, I'm going to send you some. I said, okay. He said, I'm going to send you all kinds of information about it. I said, okay. So about, I don't know, I, I'd called him on a Monday and Friday, this big box with 20 pounds of, of diatomaceous earth, and they were in rocks. It was like actually rocks of diatomaceous earth comes with a big, thick thing of, of information about it. And of course, you know, I, I started reading through it, and I find out that uh, di diatomaceous earth is made up of diatoms that existed in the water millions of years ago. And these are the fossilized remains of the diatoms. And when you pull it out in, their, in its natural state, it has little tiny jagged edges all around it. And people use it as a filtering thing. And other people were using it as an internal cleanser. People were giving it to their cattle. And people were using it as a natural pesticide. Now, as a filter, I found out later, when, before they make it available for filtering, they heat it to 2,000 degrees and crush it, gets rid of all the jagged edges, and actually increases the amount of crystalline silica that is in it. You don't want to mess with that stuff. So stay away from the swimming pool diatomaceous earth or the filtering diatomaceous earth. Bad stuff. So... Anyway, and it all looked really, really good. And, and I said, so I called him up. I said, listen, this is Friday. The show is Saturday. Why don't you come on and do the show with me? He says, all right. Had him on. He was great. He was, at the time, he was 69 years old and he was retired. But he and his wife owned a diatomaceous earth uh, mine uh, north of Redding, California, about 40 miles north of Redding, California. And he's, you know, that's where the stuff that he sent me came from. I said, oh, well, that's wonderful. And he talks all about it. And then he says, you know, I said, well, what if someone wants to buy some from me? So I'll sell him a 10-pound box. And I forget what the price was. It was $29.95 plus $10 shipping. So it came to $39.95. And, and I had to give his post office box out uh, for orders so people could order it. And I said, oh, that's good. You know, that, that's nice. So I did that. And this is Saturday. He calls the network on Wednesday and he says, you got to have Michael call me. You got to have Michael call me. So I get a call from the network. This was before cell phones. They call me at my office in Tarpon Springs. And they said, this Frank guy wants you to call. He says it's an emergency. I said, okay. So I call him up. I said, Frank, what's going on? He said, what can you do to make sure nobody sends in for any more diatomaceous earth? I said, why? He said, I've got like 80 orders. I said, well, that's great. You know, $39 times 80, where's my calculator? He goes, no, you don't understand. He said, I thought I'd get like 10 orders. He said, I drive a 15-year-old a Volvo. My wife and I have to drive up to the mine, which is 40 miles north of where we live. We're old. He said, we have to dig this stuff out of the ground, put it in boxes, in plastic bags, in boxes, and then take it to the UPS place to ship it. And he says, we, we can't get this done. He said, so his son, who is a surgeon 
in San Diego, California, I mean, the opposite end of the state, southernmost tip of California, had and his, his wife had to drive up to the northernmost tip of California. And here's a surgeon out there with shovels, and they rented a big U-Haul truck to fulfill the orders. So I had to come back on the show. I said, please do not order anymore. Frank can't handle it. You know, he's getting the rest of the orders out. It's taking him a little time, but he can't handle it anymore. And so I said, so please don't do that. Well, then people were bugging me about it, you know, just bugging me and bugging me and bugging me about it. So I sat down, and the first thing I did is I called Frank. I said, I would love to sell this, but I don't own a diatomaceous earth mine. He says, no, but there is a company, this, you know, they're called Eagle Pitcher. And I'm going to give you the guy's phone number. They're a big, he says, they have it. You want something called MN36 from them. It's the same stuff that I have. It's actually a little fluffier and better. And he said, see if you can order that. And I said, "Ah." so I called the guy and he was just as nice as could be. And he tells me there's a place right where I live that has it. And he says, they've got a pallet of it. It's been sitting there forever. You can go get it. So I said, you know, well, gosh, I said to the then Mrs. Crows, I said, then Mrs. Crows, we should sell this stuff. So we decided we were going to sell 10-pound boxes of it, like Frank did, at $29.95 plus shipping. And so, you know, we came back that week and started doing that. And it just sold like, you know, we didn't know what the hell we were doing. I swear, you know, that's how we got into the mail order business. And we didn't know what in the hell we were doing. But we figured it out and got it done. But in the midst of this, I took all of Frank's material and I wrote a newsletter and the network. And I said back then there wasn't an internet. And I said to everybody on the radio show, if you would like a newsletter that tells you everything about it, send a self-addressed postage, you know, with envelope to this address. We sent out over 30,000 of these things. Well, now with modern technology, that newsletter is available for you on the internet for free. And if you want it, all you have to do is go to get this naturalpesticides.blogspot.com. That's naturalpesticides.blogspot.com. over from the last segment uh, on Ask the Garden Geek, where we were talking about diatomaceous earth. I, you know, wanted to give you more information if I could. Uh, Answer to first question that's going to come into your mind, is Michael still selling diatomaceous earth? And the answer is no. No, 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 no. Stopped it many, many years ago. Uh, Back in those days, when... uh, Back in those days, when we did this sort of thing, uh, it was quasi-legal, as it turns out, because in those days, the Environmental Protection Agency did not like natural controls. They did not like natural pest controls. So when we sold it, we could not say that it did anything. And we had people from the Department of Agriculture showing up at my house and you know, finally, I just said, Ugh. well, now it is, you know, easily available. 
I'm going to tell you where to get it. You, but it's not by me because the regulations have changed. Now they have a new class of pesticides called generally regarded as safe, and one of those things that's part of that that you can say controls pest is all natural diatomaceous earth. And the best all-natural diatomaceous earth that you can buy just about anywhere. And, you know, back when I was talking about it back then, the reason we sold so much of it is because you couldn't get it anywhere. You absolutely could not get it anywhere. And we were selling it. And we were boxing this stuff up. Oh, my, my, you know, my, the then Mrs. Crows, who was, my, by the way, the second Mrs. Crows and my favorite of all three of the Mrs. Crowses, and still one of my best friends. She was here all afternoon with me. As a matter of fact, she lives a mile away. But anyway, she uh, got so sick of packaging diatomaceous earth. You wouldn't. I mean, I could tell you stories. But uh, right now, you you get the safer brand. It comes in bags. I think ten pounds or five pound bags. A five pound bag goes a long, long, long way. And once again, if you would like that that report that I wrote on all-natural diatomaceous earth, you don't have to send me a self-addressed stamped envelope. And by the way, it was, you know, pretty, it was four pages back when, when we wrote it. And uh, there was a young lady at the, at the Sun Radio Network downstairs that they had assigned. All she did was grab those, they, they, they would, the things would just come in. The network printed the things up for me at no charge, but they put their advertising on it. You know, but this young lady, all she did was take the the newsletters, fold them up, stick them in these envelopes, and send them out. And, they, and like I say, they sent out more than thirty thousand of them. And it may be a lot more than thirty thousand, but I, I, you know, last I heard about it, it was thirty thousand. But they were still coming in every day. You can get it now for free without doing anything by going on that internet machine. And going, and I, I stuck this up years ago. I don't even know when I stuck this thing up, but it's been years ago. But the whole thing is right there. Uh, and it is, uh, what is it? Naturalpesticides.blogspot.com. It's one of those free blogging websites that you can do. But it's naturalpesticides.blogspot.com. And I, I go into the whole thing. The whole thing is there. You know, and it tells you, you know, uh, DE's many uses. Let's see what else. DE tip number one, uh, add it to your potting soil. Uh, Diatomaceous earth is natural pest control. Tells you how to control roaches. Uh, uh, Tells you uh, uh, how to use it in the house. Take the switch plates off your electrical thing and use a little duster, you know, that you could puff it into there. Uh, it tells you how to do fire ant control with it. it. Tells you how to do snails, tree borers. I had great success using DE as a tree bore. Bagworms tells you how to do that. Aphids on vegetables, on fleas. I never recommended it as a flea control because, uh, you know, it, you know, and all of that. So it's all there. You can just get it for free. Uh, naturalpesticides.blogspot. Dot com is the website that you can go to and just get all of that information and it's there and um, you know take a look at it and you know tell me tell me what you think I, a couple of things I don't recommend diatomaceous earth as much as I used to and let me tell you why I use diatomaceous earth now uh, but I use it sparingly and in certain situations like I give you an example where my son Zach, used to go to preschool, and Zach is now 24 years old, so this has been a while, 
they had a fire ant situation. They had a big sandbox. And when I say big sandbox, it was about 2,000 square feet sandbox. And uh, the kids play, and there was three rather large fire ant mounds on the side of it. And they wanted me to come kill it. And I said, well, I'm not going to use a pesticide on this. So I then, ju- I took a stick and I, sh- you know, rattled up the, the fire ant mound and fire ants were just coming out like crazy. And I did this on a Friday after, after you know, at closing time. And I sprinkled this stuff all over. I, I just put it in a little shaker and I sprinkled it all over it. So the ants were pouring out of there and they were coming in contact with the diatomaceous earth. The diatomaceous earth kills them by breaking down the waxy coating on their ectoskeleton and they essentially dehydrate and die. And I have to tell you, I, I came back early. Well, I, I, I went back Sunday late in the day when they weren't open. And I had a key to the gate to get in because I said, I want to look at this before kids start coming back. And I, I, and I wasn't expecting a full control. And these were big mounds. I mean, big, big mounds. And uh, I came back and they were all dead. And I took a shovel and I dug down in there to see if any more were anywhere. They were, and they didn't move. I mean, they all died. It was 100% successful. And by the way, if the kids got in there and rolled around in the diatomaceous earth, it wasn't going to hurt them. It, it was totally natural. They could roll around in it if they wanted to. It was fine. So I, I didn't want to use a pesticide. That was an excellent example of how I could take care of that. So that worked very, very well. Uh, I, another situation that I used it is on uh, tomatoes. And they had tomato earworms, and these people were very chemically sensitive. And I suggested it, and I just brought over a shaker, and we just put a little bit out, and I gave it to the lady. And she would just go out and put a little bit out in that area. Now, here's my, and then I used it for tree bores. And the way I used it for tree bores is I would make a little, uh, a slurry with it. I would take, uh, I would take soap, dishwashing soap, and pour diatomaceous earth into it, stir it all up, and make it into a paste. And I would climb up the trees and with a putty knife and jam it into the holes. Worked every time. It was wonderful. So good stuff. Read about it. I hope you enjoy it. You're listening to Ask the Garden Geek. 